Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Today I'm very delighted to welcome Shreya Kumar who is working as lead human resource partner at GE Healthcare. Welcome to the podcast Shreya. Thank you for coming and joining us today. How are you? I am doing very well. Thank you for having me Diddy. Pleasure to be here. It's pleasure having you here Shreya. So Shreya just to set some context about you and what you do. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your career journey till now? Sure, happy to share, happy to tune in and fantastic listeners I'm sure who would be tuning in for this podcast uh, in shape of work. I I must say you guys are doing a great job in building such a comprehensive and elaborate podcast. So kudos to you. So yes, coming to me, I have uh, have had 4 years of experience so far in GE healthcare, but just to give uh, some context before that, I've done my schooling and engineering in the bustling city of Delhi and I thought uh, during engineering that that would be my uh, life even beyond that, you know, picture a girl who is ambitious and inside textbooks and mathematical equations, but uh, life definitely Uh, had a turn so i did my engineering worked a bit in accenture as a software developer and there i thought that let's let's shift gears to management so that's when i did my mba from scmhrd pune and that was an eye opening experience it was of journey filled with learning and a multi dimensional journey as well so there i specialized in human resources and that's when ge healthcare happened as a summer internship first so the summer internship was an extremely exciting learning opportunity and i thought that will be a temporary gig again but uh, you know fortunately that converted into a full time opportunity and i've been with ge healthcare since past 4 years after i graduated from mba since 2019 so it's it's been a fun filled ride in healthcare so far and in the first two years i was in the flagship program of human resource leadership rotational program with ge healthcare runs which had rotations built in within the hr department so i rotated across total rewards the hr ims systems and the hr bp roles so wow. it was an extremely uh insightful journey networked a lot and i still continue to you know leverage those network within and outside the organization and for the past 2 years after hrlp uh, got completed i am the hrbp for one of the engineering teams in ge healthcare based out of bangalore uh so yes uh, uh, day in and day out every day is pretty different and learning a lot in terms of uh, how business and hr align and how i can contribute to business outcomes so it's been a great journey so far and i'm happy to share even more experiences through this podcast thanks riddhi all right i think there's a plethora of everything what you have mentioned lot of learnings and lot of insights you have gained so i'm sure today we'll get a lot of content from our conversation definitely so yeah and also as you mentioned uh you are human resource partner so i just want to ask you like what are some of the key skills that you think 
are necessary for success in a human resource business partner role and like how have you developed those skills in your career so far right i know i think that's a very interesting question riddhi it's uh, it it got me reflect as well so in bp success there is definitely no magic recipe but if we have to think of hr hr bp success as a dish uh, and the key ingredients which go into it although there are a lot of must haves but the four key ingredients for the recipe according to me are empathy communication adaptability and business acumen so let me go one by one uh, for the first element or the ingredient which i said was empathy so here i have intentionally you know practiced active listening wherever i'm talking to stakeholders understand their pain points understand things from their perspective and myself also being open to more uncomfortable situations or zones where i get to you know talk to personalities which are far different from me that's that's how i can think outside the box and empathize with their perspective right because in this role you definitely have to align what the organization also wants and what the employees are also advocating for right yeah. so it's a fine balance between that and uh, regarding various stakeholders that i deal with empathy has been key second yes. is on communication i communication is an overused uh, skill that you know every profession profession needs uh, but it is not so different in hr profession as well communication is vital how you're pitching what message to what stakeholder it has to be tailored according to the situation so have intentionally again practiced it by pitching in important meetings by net with leaders uh and also one fun element here what i do i do the hr community sometimes uh, gets laden with a lot of jargons so yeah. we we do something like a fun thing uh, with our family friends which are called hr charades where we are actually communi- communicating very complex matters and jargons into simple layman terms right how can you explain this to a 10 year old person or to a layman so yeah. practicing those kind of communication also helps in honing the skill of effective communication and third is on uh, adaptability so in terms of adaptability uh, and especially such as you know the black swan event such as covid it definitely pushes you so there is all there can be an external event which pushes you to be adaptable but how do you internally also uh, raise your hand to go into uncomfortable situations stretch for challenging assignments to work with challenging stakeholders so how adaptable are you to navigate ambiguous situations is something that i have again been deliberate about and, and it has definitely paid off um and last but not the least on strategic thinking business acumen be it in any role in fact in hr not only you know the hr vp role business acumen is key mm-hmm. how you understand the financial model of your business how does revenue gets generated what is profit what is mm-hmm. cash and then aligning your hr plans with the business as well right and not doing something as a stand alone hr initiative but actually understanding how the hr plans are affecting top line and bottom line of the organization so yes i think these are the four key ingredients to the recipe for hrbp success and everybody can mix these in their own unique way right uh, and have their own dish uh, but definitely Uh, these four, I think, are are key. So yes, uh, that that 
is my thought and i i'll be happy to know your thoughts also ridhi what what about you does it resonate Definitely. with you or how yeah of course like whatever you have mentioned you have what some of the great points i think i love the analogy of the dashan ingredient you have mentioned the four ingredients which are like empathy communication adaptability and business acumen so of course uh, it's a it's a most important i think ingredients in any uh, human resource business partner so definitely success as a hrbp means you know knowing the ins and outs of how a business work and what it needs to hit its goal so of course uh, at the same time uh, the professionals like you of course must immerse themselves with executives and business units and leaders to develop plan for what types of candidate to recruit to interview and to hire to increase diversity or bring new skill sets into the company so yeah so okay. you know like i have mentioned about the diversity and also i just wanted to ask you like uh, how do you ensure that diversity equity and inclusion which is dei nowadays every company is taking the initiative of uh, you know implementing this dei approach so how these uh, initiatives are not just focusing on checking boxes or meeting quotas but are truly creating a culture of inclusivity and belonging in the organization right no i think that's a powerful question it is uh, you know sometimes dei gets like a flavor of the season but how do we sustainably uh, yeah. practice it is is it's a powerful question for sure i was reflecting on it and i i do think that leaders across the board recognize that diversity equity inclusion is something that will give them competitive edge uh, over other organizations which let's say do not invest in it but yeah. sometimes there is a gap in practicing it they do recognize the need of it but how do you practice it in day to day scenario gets missed sometimes and part of it is also because sometimes let's say diversity and inclusion gets lumped together but those are very separate things diversity in simple terms is it's about just representation right but yeah. inclusion uh, and belonging even much more than that it's yeah. it's it's how do you foster relationships between these diverse groups and even across the board to foster innovation how people are uh, productively working together how do you form connections uh, and make them belong in the organization this something is a it's a different uh, skill set and of course uh, there are many things that a company that a organization can do but few simple things that i think go a long way those are bucketed into two i would say one is on inclusive leadership traits that a manager or a leader across any level that he or she is in can exhibit and second is on networking and visibility for these underrepresented or diverse groups right so for let's come to the inclusive leadership first what i mean by inclusive leadership is that if you are a people leader having direct reports how how often are you exhibiting traits let's yeah. say to have novel ideas coming up in your uh, team are people feeling safe enough to challenge you to disagree with you uh, are also people feeling safe enough to share credit or for success across the team are also uh, people feeling safe enough to give you as a leader feedback and you can also you know give feedback to your 
your team members very openly so these are some traits which are well researched and we saw in the great resignation period that people leaders who have exhibited these kind of traits they've had more retention rates uh, across even the great resignation period so inclusive leadership uh, although it's something that on a day to day basis maybe can be a bit difficult but how does a leader take step by step one step at a time every day can be like a sustainable method for an organization to have inclus inclusion sense of inclusion and belonging right and second is on the networking and visibility part of the diverse groups itself and here again leadership uh, forms a very critical part of it sometimes the diverse groups do feel marginalized or they might feel you know that i am underrepresented in the organization and it may hinder my career growth so in that form a sponsor in the company who behind closed doors can advocate for you uh, for let's say pitching you for key challenging assignments or for pitching you for even promotions or other career uh, enhancement roles so how often do these diverse groups have the visibility across these sponsors to enhance their career paths is again something that a organization can intentionally inculcate and of course these two things although pretty maybe maybe they sound simple but how can we build these day to day is is a challenge and of course diversity and inclusion should go hand in hand uh, otherwise if if they are seen separately it's a missed opportunity and we've also heard that quote right that diversity is like being invited to a party but inclusion is uh, being asked to dance so yeah. it definitely goes hand in hand and uh, these are few steps that organizations can do to make them uh, a potent mix for engagement and retention definitely yeah. i think that was some great points what up by you i think uh, creating culture where company uh, where diversity equity and inclusion and even belonging deib is infused throughout is no longer a nice to have but it's it's necessary for business success and employee affinity and now companies are encouraged to think more holistically even before and talking about so yeah these are the things i must say uh, create companies culture so uh, talking about technologies and new policies i think uh, these are currently evolving to meet the needs of a changing workforce of course you must agree with this about technological advancements and all so uh, shreya i just want to ask you like how do you balance the need for flexibility with the need for structure in the workplace particularly as remote work and flexible schedule become more common no definitely i think that's uh, that's a interesting question and i don't think so any company has cracked it after covid every company is still evolving uh, they are still figuring out what is the best hybrid kind of arrangement yeah. after pandemic so uh, there's a lot to learn it's a steep learning curve for all the companies out there even globally not only in india and what we also saw in pandemic was there is definitely a healthy mix of flexible arrangements uh but the flip side of it that it is more maybe organization focused or employer focused how do we get employees buy in in that as well how do we keep flexibility in a way that is having a mutual riddle for us to solve but of course there are well researched principles on how 
we can of course have flexibility and inculcate uh, both business and work life needs right and there are according to me three guiding principles which uh, employers or organizations can uh, imbi- imbibe for flexibility to be effective one is flexibility for all for all all job types second to prioritize clear structures and policies to communicate clear policies and third is to empower employees to create and manage their own flexibility so uh, let me throw some light on the first one when i say flexibility for all job job kinds uh, specifically after pandemic i think flexibility should not be scarce for only few job types let's yeah. say tech based uh, software kind of flexibility even for frontline workers should be in some and form uh, and i know some organizations for example train everybody in frontline on hot skills where they can rotate wherever other colleagues need help so you always have some something like floaters in the organization who can pitch in whenever other colleagues on frontline need help so how can we have flexibility for everyone is something to think through and be a principle for organization and second is on prioritizing and clearly communicating what are the policies and structures around flexibility and let's say even hybrid work arrangement sometimes this policies are not very clear uh, they interpret employees or managers in, interpreted differently or they don't even use those policies or the usage of those policies may vary greatly even within one organization so how do we prioritize communicating clear structures in the organization is critical definitely according to me and third like i mentioned how are we empowering employees to create their own flexibility manage their own flexibility because sometimes it's not only on the manager's uh, hand to let's say just impose uh, a charter for the team there needs to be a top down and bottom up process for it so how can employees self manage their schedules which again at the same time that they are meeting client or customer requirements but at the same time uh, having their work life needs also met so these three i think are key principles which organization should keep in mind while you know forming a structure around flexibility and or hybrid work environment so yes uh, what about you ridhi have you noticed something different in organizations or what are your thoughts i think your point is great that's great you have what some uh, points and it seems like uh, you know there's a lot of potential to create workplace that's both flexible and structures as long as you approach it with the right mindset so of course yes great yeah so uh, yeah uh, as we are to the end of our podcast uh, i just want to ask you like as we look fo- towards the future of hr uh, what do you see as the biggest challenges and opportunities for hr professionals in the coming years right no i think that's a that's a very powerful question and i don't know how you're getting such powerful questions as well so kudos to you for uh, you know giving us such thought provoking questions on the podcast in terms of definitely when i was reflecting on the challenges and opportunities yeah. it is 
I I think those are more or less the same things because any challenge will create an opportunity for the HR fraternity to work on. And in current times and even in future years, I think it's it's a boundless uh, environment for us to shape uh, the future of work. And uh, I wish I had a crystal ball, but definitely there is not one. But uh, what I gather from my experience that there are three key opportunities which we can definitely leverage to shape future of work. One is on evolving landscape of technology and analytics in HR. Second is on meeting shifting needs of a modern workforce. And third is on reshaping the employee experience uh, per se. So let's come to the first one, which is landscape of technology right in hr which is evolving and not only in hr but worldwide you now see ai tools such as bard chat gpt which are uh you know redefining the course of uh human life so how do we uh brace embrace all of these technologies and at the same time keep a human touch at the core of our processes and even with these technologies coming in there would be some bias from this technology as well right because all these ai models run on past data and it does have a uh, bias imbibed so how can we as an hr team uh, monitor such bias and also keep a human touch on all of these processes is something that that is uh, a challenging opportunity for all of us and second on the shifting modern workforce needs because even in current organizations and in future we 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 have a workforce across generations employees have different aspirations values and the org design is also let's say made up of full time employees gig workers uh, interns so we have a whole plethora of uh, different kind of workforce mm-hmm. needs right so how does the hr fraternity then tap into needs of all these uh, personas and also then you know structure organization to fulfill these needs for all, all of these stakeholders so that's another uh, exciting area to work upon and third i would say is on employee experience itself because great resignation did tell us that retention is so cru- crucial and hr plays a role to redefine the employee journey by personalizing experiences by leveraging technology to streamline processes yeah. so it's like painting uh, it's like painting a masterpiece right you use yeah. color of every palette to make an extraordinary work environment so it's about redefining the employee experience so definitely there are many more challenges but uh, at uh, you know top of my mind these three come and i am i'm very uh, happy to embrace these challenges with our hr fraternity and seize the opportunities so look forward on how we can define the future of work versus let's say an external event or even uh, other organization uh, stakeholders defining it i think hr can be in the front uh, in the front to define it for their organizations so yes definitely. i hope that resonates with you so yeah it, you? definitely i think uh, uh, the technology era and like what we are living in this era i think it's very different from the previous generation from the way we communicate to the way we onboard our employees i think technology is constantly evolving and ai continues to impact our day to day decision making 
So of course, I think one of the most important for us as a people leader and professional is to, you know, stay on the top of these trends because daily and gradually the new trends are evolving and coming into the place. So, you know, knowing about the trends and informed, get informed about the trends is very important nowadays. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, whatever points have you mentioned, I think it's really amazing. And I'm sure today we'll get a lot of content from uh, the from the conversation and from the content you have shared today. So thank you for sharing this, Shreya. Mm. Uh, so this brings us to the end of our conversation. But before we leave, can you tell our listeners where they can reach out to you? Of course, uh, I'm reachable on LinkedIn. Uh, please feel free to message me on LinkedIn and I'm I'm happy to get on to a conversation. And thank you, Springworks and Riddhi. It was amazing to be on the podcast and please keep up the good work and let's have this conversation going. Thank you. Thank you, Shreya. It was really lovely hosting you today. Great. Thanks. Thanks, team.